just want to be famous. So nearly, tell everyone what this podcast is about. Well, Kasim, it's all the stuff we absolutely love and loathe about the hospitality and digital industry. It's topical, fun, and of course, controversial, and it's definitely not for the faint-hearted. Oh, and we'll also be sharing some real business knowledge bombs too. What a load of bollards. Hello and welcome to our podcast, What a Load of Bollards. I am Kasim Majid and I have my co-host Neely Khan with me. Hello Neely. Hi Kasim, how are you? I'm very well, I'm very, very well this morning recording this podcast and it's a really exciting one. This is the one thing that we loathe about the digital and hospitality industry. Yeah, this is something we feel really passionate about. And what's yeah. this podcast called Neely? It is called Expert of Everything, Master of None. Expert of everything, master of none. And it's quite I think it is yeah. quite self explanatory. <laughs> and I think the digital industry has a lot to say for this um, because of the last few years. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, but there's many, many people that have popped up that are so called digital and marketing gurus. Experts or oh, gurus, yeah. I think I read a statistic um, the other day mm-hmm. that you have to do 10,000 hours. Yeah. In a sport mm-hmm. or a certain discipline to mm-hmm. be called a expert. And these people that are experts in social media or in SEO or in yeah. um, pay-per-click advertising mm-hmm. have been doing it for the best part of three days. Not very long at all. Off the back of maybe like YouTube videos and stuff like that. It's and, quite scary. And they call yeah. themselves experts but then how do you know if somebody so for example with you Cassin, yeah if you um if you were to meet someone who said they were an expert say i don't know they were they're an expert at social media yeah do you think you would be able to tell after spending some time with them that maybe they're not or they've not been doing it for as long as for example for as long as yourself can i just clarify one thing mm-hmm. that personally i'm not an expert in social media sure. because social media now has become so fragmented mm-hmm. You know, you've got people that are experts in Facebook, mm-hmm. and I mean legitimate experts. Yeah. You've got yeah. people that are experts in Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, mm-hmm. Um, LinkedIn. And not just social media as a whole. And not just social media so, as a whole. Yeah. I can yeah. talk about social media strategy all yeah. day long. Mm-hmm. And I've got one guy in our business, mm-hmm. actually two guys in our mm-hmm. business, that um, are experts in paid social media. Mm-hmm. And they understand what social media mm-hmm. paid mm-hmm. looks like. Yeah. Um, what does that piece look like? What does that piece <laughs> yeah. look like? So basically, it's quite specific. You're saying like. So, but coming back yeah. to your question, um, would I would I know? Um, <laughs> Sorry. Would I know um, if someone was an expert? Mm-hmm. I think I would. Would you? Yeah, because I'd ask them certain questions. Yeah. yeah. I might not know the an- I probably know the answers to those mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. I might not know how to implement it, mm-hmm. but quite quickly. Um, being honest and open with you, mm-hmm. quite quickly I would be able to fathom out if they're any good at their job. Yeah. So we're not saying that a lack of experience is a bad thing because obviously everybody has to start somewhere, but mm. it's more so people who say they're experts. It's like we use that term so loosely these days, don't we? I mean, not maybe us specifically, yeah. but I find that people do. And it's quite, would you say it's quite misleading? I would say it is. It is. A bit, so you're, it? you're a, yeah. you know, you're a content creator, you're a storyteller, you write, yeah. you write stuff for brands in the hospitality yeah. and, and leisure industry. Um, I, I'm not a good writer. I can write and I write okay. I think you're a good writer. Okay, but yeah. I can tell who's an amazing writer. 
Yeah, you, you're not good so, the, so that doesn't mean to say that I have to... No, I'm not as good yeah, as you. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, you're amazing, I just right? I that in, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not amazing as you, but when I see a piece, I think, actually, that's mm-hmm. a really good good bit of writing. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it to you, and I'll send it to you and say, this is a really good piece of writing. Because you know what quality looks like. I know what quality yeah. What does that piece What does look, that piece, piece look, look like? like? You know what that piece should look like. Incidentally, yeah. if people are just tuning into our podcast, we did... A podcast a few few weeks ago on um, bullshit buzzwords. Bullshit yeah. buzzwords, yeah. And what does that piece look like? Was uh, one of my favourite ones. Yeah, it's so ironic because that's all we're saying today, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I would be able to. Uh, I, I would be able to tell. Mm-hmm. But the thing that kind of um, really gets on my nerves mm-hmm. quite a lot is the fact that there's a lot of people that are out there mm-hmm. um, that say they're marketeers. Yeah, and they haven't really implemented anything. And I was just mm. listening to another podcast this morning about taking advice, mm-hmm. and and the podcast was about how do you become a millionaire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the chap that was talking about it, I'll mention him again. Is mm-hmm. Rob Moore? If you've not seen oh, him yeah. or heard him, yeah, I love him. I listen to him you every do. morning. You do really like Rob. Moore, I really too. like him. Yeah, I'm I really getting into him too. Yeah. yeah, he was talking about being a millionaire and mm-hmm. how he's become a millionaire at 30, 31 mm-hmm. and then he's become a multiple millionaire. At, you know. Yeah. A few years later, mm-hmm. and he's into tens of millions now of how much he, wow. how much he, he's worth, mm-hmm. and how much he's got. Um, but he was saying, be wary of the people, um, be wary of false gods, the people that say that they can make you a millionaire, but, but they, actually they're not millionaires themselves. Yeah, they haven't been through it themselves. I mean, that's like a whole different can of worms though because then you've got say for example sales coaches um, which is a big thing at the moment who claim to be amazing at helping you close sales right but maybe are struggling within their own businesses and I know it sounds a little bit harsh but it would make you question how good they are at selling so I think if somebody's teaching you something but they haven't actually quite done it for themselves please don't shoot the messenger but I heard one it One thing from alarm bells. it does re- yeah. ring alarm bells. Salespeople that tell, talk to you about sales, but actually yeah. are not selling themselves. Yeah. Because I would love to work with a great sales coach. Or, you know, I think anyone would. Any and there are some great sales coaches yeah. out there, but it's the experts, yeah. right? Yeah, the and I'm experts, sure. Yeah, yeah the, absolutely, the experts. Mm. Someone once said to me, and please don't shoot the messenger here because it's quite controversial. Okay. Don't ever trust an overweight motivational speaker. Did they say overweight? Or did they say fat? <laughs> they said fat, didn't they? They, they, yeah. they said fat, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've heard speak. that. So that's not ours, but we have heard that somewhere. That's a, great, that that's a great quote. That's a great yeah. analogy, right? Yeah, it is. You know, mm. they're, t- they're talking to you about how to uh, kind of um, have a better lifestyle and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, well, actually, you know what, mate? If you're fat, you've clearly not got a great <laughs> lifestyle yourself. <laughs> you know, yeah. you <laughs> Nothing wrong with being fat, you know, not discriminating. That's a good point. So the other, I mean, yeah, so we briefly just touched on it before mm-hmm. um, about marketeers it seems that everyone's come out of the woodwork and mm. they've become marketeers or they're setting up agencies they're setting yeah. up agencies and they're marketeers yeah and they claim to have um, 10 years experience in business I don't understand that I don't and understand why people to lie about that complain com- oh, co- mm. sorry claiming mm. that they're um that they're experts, mm-hmm. um, but you know full well that they um, that they're not. Yeah, because, I mean, sorry. No, go on, carry on. Because um, they've um, they've only been in business about two years. Yeah, mind you, I think if you're honest about it, that's fine. So, for example, like I've been doing what I'm doing for not that long, but I'm always very honest about it. So I, 
I've been, you know, I left my full-time job to kind of pursue the writing thing full-time about four years ago. And then we set up really there, what, just over a year ago? But that's fine because we're quite honest about it. And then the industry that we've niched within, hospitality and leisure, that's an industry that I've actually always been involved in. Uh So actually, I think if somebody came to me and they said, and they're really honest and they said, look, we only set up a couple of years ago. and We have got a great deal of experience, but we know what we do. Wouldn't you trust that person more? Absolutely. As opposed to somebody who claims to but then to that work. But then that means that you believe yeah. in your skill and yeah. that you believe in what you do mm-hmm. and what you deliver. Mm-hmm. So from your perspective, mm-hmm. really, you know, if you look at your background... Yeah, it's very well suited to... to it's very well suited. Living. You know, yeah. you've got a, yeah. a degree from one of the top 10 universities yeah. I'm gonna... in the world... I'm going to blow my own trumpet and say that as far as writing is concerned, I'm probably the most qualified writer you'll ever meet. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. But that's because I have the credentials to back it up. You love writing. Yeah. You love the hospitality industry. And and I've come across a lot of writers in my my time because I get pitched Mm -hmm. from writers every day. And that's why we've... That's why we're working together and that's why Neely is there is part of the wow group of Mm -hmm. companies Mm -hmm. and we've invested in you i mean you've invested in us yeah um, but we see the synergy between that yeah it's worked out quite well i use that word synergy Synergy. oh god what are you doing (laughs) we synergized and we knew what that piece would look like yeah (laughs) oh my god i can't believe i just used that word but yeah but we knew that you know it'd be a good fit it'd be a really good fit i don't know what i was going to say what was i saying you saw Basically, you were saying that you've seen lots of writers. Yeah, I've seen lots and of I'm writers. The best one you've ever come across. And, in a and, that, um, <laughs> and, that, um, and there's some people that have been writing for a long, long time. Yeah. And they're not just half as good as what, what, you, what you do. Mm. But enough about you. Yeah. It happens a lot in your industry as oh, well gosh, as writers. Does. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, content writing, obviously, that's not the only service that we offer, yeah. but it's, it's the main service. It's like a hero service. So as far as content writing, more than that copywriting is concerned, um, unfortunately, you do see every other person having a bit of a dabble at it yeah. and thinking that, oh, you know, I can write, you know, my stories here and there, so I'm going to start, you know, pursuing copywriting full time. There's so much more to it. And unfortunately, I personally have come across copywriters who either, you know, they might be good at writing, but perhaps they don't understand the businesses that they're working with. They don't understand, you know, the audiences that they're writing for. And actually, this is one of the reasons why, I know we're not specifically talking about me, but it's actually a really good example. This is specifically one of the reasons why we decided to niche. Mm -hmm. Because if I was asked to go and create copy for, I don't know, a dog grooming business, yes, I'd still be able to do it, but would I be the best person for it Mm. compared to somebody who's worked within that space for a long time? Probably not. So I think the other important lesson to to learn from here is remember to say no to certain projects too if you don't think you're the best person to do it. But what about if people are starting out like you when you started out? Mm -hmm. You know, you started out as a copywriter. Yeah. Um, Not... Is that... that, I did, yeah. As a a freelancer. Freelance copywriter. Mm -hmm. And you took any, anyone in sundry as your client, correct? I did, correct? which is also a very good point, which completely contradicts what I said, but no, no that's no. a good point. But, yeah. but you're yeah. speaking with the benefit of experience. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that, you know, my dad always said to me is, it's good to learn from your own mistakes. It's mm-hmm. even better to learn from other, other pe- people's, yeah. other people's mistakes. Um, so you learn from that. I did. And, and you I... didn't enjoy it, did you? You didn't enjoy writing for everyone in sundry, right? Yeah. You're just trying to... Yeah. Keep your head above water, pay the bills, mm. 
etc etc yeah and I don't want to sound like really sort of like unrealistic and airy-fairy because I know it's a lot easier said than done because actually when you're starting out making a living and earning money is priority at that point I don't think there's anything wrong with that but then it's also so important to understand um so like one of the first projects I took on was for like an electrical electric company now I did it And I got paid for it, not a great amount, because obviously I just started out. And I found it really hard. So, So you know. if I could go back to my younger self Mm -hmm. and and give me some advice Mm -hmm. um, and what I know now, Mm -hmm. I would 110% say to myself, fish where your clients are hanging out, Mm -hmm. go there, network there, Mm -hmm. go to that pond... Yeah. And always be there because once you break into it, yeah. birds of a feather flock together. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, what yeah. would happen is you'd always get referred to that level of customer or that level of client. I could not agree with that more. I mean, absolutely. So, yeah. if you're starting out in business mm. and you want to be considered as an expert, one of the key things to, to think about is niche in a certain vertical mm-hmm. uh, or a certain industry that you love to write about. It might be anything, it might be. Might be generators, might be cameras, yeah. as nearly as it might be um, hospitality yeah, and leisure. Yeah, yeah. But something that you've got a real passion and interest for, mm-hmm. irrespective of it, it might be boring to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and then go to events, mm-hmm. connect with people on social media that mm-hmm. are in that space. Yeah. Because inevitably, the time it takes to get a bit of business from anyone in business. Mm-hmm. Is the same time it would take to get business from in your respective industry. Yeah. And quite naturally what happens in those areas is that you'll find that people will refer you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing that you've niched down on, Neely, is the fact that, you know, one of the conversations that we had when you came and spoke to me about it um, was the fact that, you know, you weren't your hospitality and leisure. And I said to you... Um, just go for the big customers. You did. It was one just of the go for the big boys. Yeah. Go for your dream clients. Yeah. And it's quite scary. I get that. You know, when somebody says that to you, or again, when you feel like you don't have a lot of experience, like the whole imposter syndrome mm. thing kicks in, doesn't it? But I think if somebody was to ask me now, and I think this is really important advice, don't be afraid to set your sights a little bit higher. The vision yeah. and the dream should be yeah. big, bigger than you. Yeah, definitely. You know, and you've got some like dream clients on your yeah. books now. Yeah. You've got some other dream clients um, that you'd like to work with. Yeah, and it's great. We actually have a dream like, client list. It's it's wonderful. Like Alton Towers. Merlin is right up there. Yeah, so if anyone from Alton Towers is listening to this, come and speak to us because we want to do your digital and your content writing. Yes, and we would be so good at it, yeah. So yeah, but but yeah, so we've got a list Mm -hmm. um, of of clients that we want to work with. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think once you've committed to the list, automatically, what I say is, Mm -hmm. the universe bends towards you, doesn't it? It does. Or it leans towards you, the environment leans towards you to make that happen. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, obviously you've got to work hard in between, Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere, things start happening. Do you think we should talk about the process of actually, you know, when you have a, a client list and how to go about approaching Well, the let clients? me tell you something yeah. just quite interesting mm-hmm. that's happened to me this morning. Okay. I'm not going to name the organisation. Yeah. But I'll kind of talk around it. Mm-hmm. There's something happening in Birmingham in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a big, big event yeah. that's happening where countries from. Yeah. Lots of different Which, Commonwealth countries, yeah. there's a big clue, are coming to Birmingham <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and doing lots of amazing things. 
And I've had it in the back of my mind. I would love to be able to do something yeah. for Contributing that, to that. Yeah. project. Yeah, that would be amazing. Right? It's a massive deal. This morning mm-hmm. on my feed, mm-hmm. on my LinkedIn feed, someone had posted a thing saying, we're looking for suppliers to deliver something for our organisation. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's it's because I had it set in my mind and I knew for some reason mm-hmm. it would happen. So would you say you were subconsciously looking for it? I was subconsciously looking yeah. for it. And it popped up on my feed this morning. That's amazing. So I've registered my our interest. Yeah. And we are going to do one kick-ass pitch for that. We're yeah. going to throw everything at it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And I that's believe, so exciting. I believe yeah. as a company, yeah. we are the right fit. Yeah. Because we represent mm-hmm. what the... Co- nearly said it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I'll just say what the Commonwealth Games are all well, about. I think, I think people kind of figured yeah. it out anyway. What so the think, Commonwealth yeah. Games are all about. Yeah. But we you re- know that... You know we you represent that in yeah. our business. Yeah. We're diverse. Yeah. We have females, males, people from all over the world that have worked in our business. And I believe... Mm-hmm. that we would represent that organisation and mirror what mm-hmm. it's all about and understand the legacy beyond the games. Yeah. Oh, that is so powerful. That's so exciting. And I think yeah. irrespective of the technology that we'll yeah. use, which technology that we'll use is going to be kick-ass anyway because it'll, mm. be, it'll be the same as um, uh, the same technology that YouTube use mm-hmm. and Instagram use nice. and Facebook nice. use. Yeah. So the technology part, we've yeah. got the expertise in that, so we've got a big advantage yeah. on that. Yeah, um, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I believe. No, you know. I you know. Believe it. I know. Yeah, yeah because exactly. I believe it. And secondly, the diversity that we've got in our mm-hmm. business like, completely reflects. reflects it. Yeah, it does. What the Commonwealth Games That's is so all about. Cool. That is so good. And actually, you made such an important point about the fact that you believe in it because, it, you know, it's all well and good saying you know we'll create this like dream client list. And I know it sounds like quite an obvious thing to say, but obviously before doing that, make sure that you're actually able to deliver, if that makes sense. You know, so be realistic about it too. So obviously have dreams and have like your dream clients and stuff. But it's so important to to understand that you're a good fit for that company like you do. But you know what? Obviously your product's got to be good, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? Just be outrageous with it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Because sometimes... If you continue believing in it eventually... Because sometimes the crazy people... Mm. Well, not sometimes, a lot of times. The crazy people, you think, oh, he's, he's a bit mad or she's a bit mad. People warm to that these days. They, do, they? Do, yeah. they do warm to it, makes you different. And they're the ones that end up being really, really successful. Yeah. I've, you know, I've, I always say that people in business, a lot of people are mad. You know what it is? I think it's that and it's also people who are just themselves. And I don't know why this is such an enigma in the business world, because people really struggle to just be themselves. And I think that's that's genuinely just the best way to go about it because you know people warm to that authenticity, which is another buzzword, isn't it? Yeah, but you know what I mean. People warm to just that. Just being yourself. Yeah. And you are very much like that, yeah. Totally, absolutely. So Always com- have been. So coming back to um, these experts, mm-hmm. yeah, in yeah. our industry. In inverted commas, yes. <laughs> I mean, I had an issue mm-hmm. with a client that had paid quite a substantial amount of money mm-hmm. um, for doing some uh, PPC work on their, mm-hmm. on their, on their pay-per-click, on mm-hmm. their um, e-commerce website. Yeah. Because that's one of the things that we, that we kind of really specialise in, mm-hmm. is e-commerce. Yeah, yeah, that's your thing. And they'd spent tens of thousands of pounds mm-hmm. and they got no results. Oh, gosh. 
that ha- that can happen sometimes yeah. as well because what, one of the things that we will say is if you're going to do some mar- online marketing for for e-commerce, yeah, you've got to have a test budget. So some of that budget has to probably what we call it's not gone to waste, mm-hmm. but it gives you data back to see. It's like trial and error, tri- basically. Yeah, and you start refining yeah. it because yeah. you, you're looking at the data yeah. data set and understanding what the okay. data set is telling you back, so you can tweak it for mm-hmm. next time to make it better. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because people think you're gonna they, they want instant gratification. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. They want instant gratification. Say so I'm gonna put. 10 grand in mm-hmm. and I'm going to get 50 grand out yeah. well it's not actually the case they might put 10 grand in and at best they might get 5 grand back mm-hmm. not even that or they might they might lose 5 grand Yeah. but they've got a great data set so that, that yeah. helps you but as long as you communicate that from absolutely, the beginning absolutely yeah. but the, the customers that understand will understand that Yeah. so they'll say we're not spending 10 grand we're spending 100 grand or we're okay. spending 50 grand or yeah. 20 grand Yeah. so it's according to, to, to what they have um, and he and he'd spent quite a substantial amount of money, um, and the client wasn't happy. And they came to us, and they said, "Look, this is what we've got." And the, mm-hmm. and the first thing that we would do with any project like that is we would go underneath the bonnet. So we'd have a look at what their analytics were saying, what their website saying, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah. And there was fundamental flaws in really basic stuff. That even I could do. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. you click on the button and you can't buy. Oh, gosh. Or yeah. you click on the button and it doesn't take yeah. to your product page. Yeah. So, they're basic, really, really basic yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. And the PPC account was, it was, it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really bad. You know, the, it was just, it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you. All we did, and you see what happens in that, that situation, you're on the back foot. Because the expert in inverted commas mm. has um, taken money from the client, they've delivered a bad job, mm-hmm. and therefore the client now is in a very cynical position thinking yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah, and they've already got that trust issue by this point, haven't they, with whoever else they decide to work with maybe. Yeah, so yeah. You know, they're always going to be like, I question yeah. you, because so you're on the back foot. Yeah, sure. Um, and then there's another thing which I'll talk about mm-hmm. in a second as well. Um, is where experts come in when you've done the job, or so-called experts. Yeah. Okay. So, so anyway, so um, so we what we always do is we did it under underneath the bonnet for mm-hmm. the client. Said right, this is what where you're at. Mm-hmm. This is what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. If you do this, this, and this, it will resolve the situation. Yeah. And it took us a while to convince the client to say, look, this is what you need to do. Yeah. But that happened over a period of time yeah. with trust and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Because you delivered. We yeah. delivered, yeah, we delivered. And we always make sure mm-hmm. that we deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, and within the space of, of um, four weeks after yeah. doing the changes, yeah. um, the client went from making a minimal, I think it was 10 grand in online sales, mm-hmm. It jumped straight to twenty. Amazing. And yeah. they spent, and they were spending less. Wow, wow. They were spending less. Yeah. And it was we didn't generate any more traffic either. Mm-hmm. It was the same amount of traffic. Mm-hmm. The same amount of traffic. They're spending less, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden we double their double their income. Month two, three, and four after that, mm-hmm. they were up to forty, fifty grand a month. Wow. In online sales. That, so this wasn't even a case of the whole buy cheap, buy twice thing, right? Because the first agency who they worked with yeah. charged them a lot of money. They, they, yeah. yeah they, they, so they paid double and paid double. Oh, <laughs> you know gosh. 
So what they do? Do you think it was a case that they just didn't do their due deal properly, or um, from the from the yeah. Ex- the inverted commas expert from the experts yeah how would you no, they, advise he was, he was, he was a freelancer oh okay he was a okay. freelancer yeah and he his expertise was something else mm. but as with all these things what happens is people think well I'm I'm, I'm doing web yeah. and I'm really good at designing websites or designing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to turn my hand to doing some SEO mm-hmm. or some PPC the whole thing about having a dabble at something and at the client's a, expense at they the were having expense. a dabble yeah they yeah. were having a dabble at the client's expense. At the client's yeah. expense. Which is awful, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah it is mm. awful. Yeah. Um, so, um, so that's one scenario. Mm-hmm. The other scenario is where we've done a really good job mm-hmm. and we've taken the client from, you know, from zero online sales yeah. to one client that was probably doing about 20 grand a day. Yeah. Nice. A day. Nice. Um, that was over a space of probably a two-year period. Yeah. Took a while that's to get... That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was it's a, quite, a, quite a large business than mm-hmm. that online business part of it they do all the retail stuff mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. um but that e-commerce part of it you know they, they were doing they were spending a lot of money mm-hmm. and they were getting a lot back as well yeah um both in organic seo and paid mm-hmm. um and someone came in and they said we're going to do it cheaper for you oh okay and were they tempted to then no they, they left oh did they yeah they left oh that's that was silly wasn't it they they yeah. left did they think because they were already in such a comfortable place they could just yeah have... and I think you know there's some learning yeah. from us from that point of view yeah. as well um, that obviously clients in our industry do have a life cycle sure and we've got yeah. to be kind of understand that mm-hmm. um, and I know now because mm-hmm. we've still got some data mm-hmm. of that client that they're, they're actually doing a lot less are they yeah Oh dear. And I reached out costs, I reached yeah. reached out to them and said, mm-hmm. Look, you know, come back to us and let's have a chat and see mm-hmm. what we can do for you because mm-hmm. I think that's important to do that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, because yeah. sometimes clients, you know, they've realised actually we've made a made a mistake mm-hmm. but sometimes they're reluctant to admit it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I find really strange actually. I find it strange too, but then at the same time I guess it's understandable. Why? Well, I, I, I Honestly, I guess it is because people that, have it's the whole ego thing maybe so yeah is it I, maybe I mean I'd be like I'd be like you know if it's about, about my business yeah I'd come back and say you know what we made a mistake we're coming back to you you know you've done a really good job mm-hmm. and I'd be loyal oh yeah definitely because yeah. supplier loyalty now is very very fickle yeah because with this particular business you were with them from the very beginning, yeah. weren't you? So you would think, actually, the whole you know the whole concept of being loyal would, would come into play. But I suppose everybody's different. But in this case, obviously, they made that decision to cut costs and they made yeah, the they, loss yeah, because they, of it. They, which did, is a shame. they did make yeah. huge losses, and they're now trying to build that back up. Mm. But the market has moved on. That's you know, it's probably about three three and a half years mm-hmm. now. There's other players that have come in, so mm-hmm. so now their job is even harder. Yeah, because they went to a so-called expert. Yeah. So I think what's really, really important, actually, that we should cover, because with what you've described, especially, there's clearly a lot at stake for clients mm. um, if they don't choose to work with the right agency or yeah. if they maybe don't have a great understanding of the industry and they don't know what an expert looks like. Yeah. So what would you advise businesses like that to do? How do you go about making sure you're working with the right people? It's a really good question. Mm. Um, number one, you look at track record. Yeah. See what they've done before. Yeah. Would... Yeah. Always advise that, and we we happily mm-hmm. give case studies and stuff that we've mm-hmm. that we've done in, in in that industry, and we're very proud of it. Yeah. Um, number two, I think from a supplier point of view, you've got to be aware as well that it's not easy mm-hmm. 
for your prospects or your clients. Yeah. Because there's so much choice now. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So people are constantly being bombarded with, we can do it better this way, we can do it better yeah. that way. And social media makes that so easy, doesn't it? Social media yeah. makes that so, so easy. Yeah. Um, obviously, I mean, if I, put, if I put on now on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and you know what's really funny? It's quite ironic. I, I think but I know what you're going to say. This if I put on LinkedIn yeah. now, yeah. I need a web developer oh, to develop gosh. a website. I know yeah. that we will get probably 60 or 70 mm. Recommendations. That thread would explode. It you would know? explode. If you're looking for engagement on LinkedIn, there you go. If you look at, <laughs> Ask for a web developer. It's a really yeah. good year. Yeah. Um, but I get pitched yeah. saying, um, we can look at your website and we make it better. Oh, yeah. I bet you do. And they don't bother to look at what, really, yeah. what we actually do. Yeah. And I'm sure you can yeah. make it better because that's the other piece of advice, I would say, is it's always... You've got, because of marketing and digital marketing, mm-hmm. you're always looking to improve. You're always looking to get more traffic. And there are always squeeze ways more, to improve. Yeah. Squeeze more conversions. Mm-hmm. Squeeze more, um, you know, uh, book for, uh, bang for your book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you put, you put in a pound, can I get three pound out instead of two pound? Yeah. So it's always an ongoing improvement mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Speed, you know, Google speed, Google mm-hmm. algorithm. Are we always, so mm-hmm. it's, oh, you're always calibrating. Mm-hmm. Um, so... If you're a business that's uh, online, an online e-commerce business, um, you may be a traditional bricks and mortar business mm-hmm. and you've got an e-commerce uh, part of your business and you want to take it from, you know, um, half a million online to two million. Yeah. You know, what we would do is you'd come in, we'd, we'd work back from that and say, okay, well, what's, what, what, where do you need to get to? And say two million online. Is that called reverse? Is that reverse engineering? No, it's just start, exactly starting right? with the ending mind, isn't it? Okay. Well, yeah. that, that particular okay. objective in mind okay. and working back and, yeah. and working out what the strategy is yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, and to get you from, typically to get you from a half a million to two million, mm-hmm. you're not going to do it at £200 a month. Yeah. You'd have sure. to spend, yeah. You're going to have to spend some money yeah, to course. be able to do that. Yeah, but you'd hope um, people would understand that. So, yeah, yeah, so your client must have an understanding of mm-hmm. what it takes to get to that. Mm-hmm. And you must, with the client, be on that journey together. The business, so the agency must be on that journey with the client. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some, some, sorry, some companies, and we're working some, with a few companies at the moment for some mm-hmm. of our digital consultancy that mm-hmm. we do, they're moving from an agency mm-hmm. and they're bringing it in-house. Mm-hmm. So the current agency was doing everything for them. Yeah. But now they're bringing it in-house because <clears throat> one of the things, um, and we're helping them through that transition mm-hmm. and setting the digital strategy for them mm-hmm. internally and helping them recruit people mm-hmm. into that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's good. And, yeah. um, and make sure that yeah, they're right. right thing. But, but their core business mm-hmm. is they don't have an understanding of what really good a digital person looks like yeah. um, an SEO person looks like yeah. and what they should be measured against mm-hmm. so there's no accountability mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. one of the things that we're helping that particular client with it's a big online well they're a big furniture business yeah. and they, they, they do some stuff online they want to grow that mm-hmm. they know it's going to cost them more to bring it in house mm-hmm. so at the moment they're recruiting three people yeah. um, and we're helping them through that recruitment yeah. process but also what we're doing is we're helping them with um, setting the objective mm-hmm. and setting the um, what I would call the, the benchmark for each yeah. employee, what they should be working towards. Yeah. Showing and them then, what that piece looks like, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and helping them liaise between the digital staff yeah. 
and the management staff. Yeah. And kind yeah, of that makes sense. making them un- yeah. understand what that is. What that piece... What that piece looks like, see? What that piece <laughs> looks like. So, um, I... I'm going off at a tangent here, aren't I? No, I think, no, it's a good point. So we were saying how, you know, businesses can avoid getting into the same situation as one of your clients, right? So, and you said, obviously, you know, ask for case studies. And then I think the second point was just to communicate what it actually is that you're looking for from the very beginning. Yeah. And understand what that piece is going to look like, (laughs) what the process is going to be like, basically. Um, And yeah, coming back to that, to that client is that um, they're relying on us. Yeah. To give them the right information. Yeah, so you're educating them. We're going to have to educate them. So the client has to have that open-mindedness as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they have. Mm -hmm. They're a great customer. They have that open-minded view. Mm -hmm. And what we've said to them is is like, we don't want to deliver any of the products and services that we do. Mm -hmm. Because it'd be quite easy for us to do that. Yeah. But actually, we've said to them, no, we're going to be independent. Mm-hmm. We'll help you if you need some other stuff doing from another from an agency. Yeah, we'll help you do that. Yeah, but yeah. we're not going to do it because then that's a conflict of interest, which mm-hmm. means that we haven't got your best interest yeah. at heart, which or is, it could be yeah. perceived as though mm. we haven't got your best interest mm-hmm. at heart. We're going to sit directly, squarely at the board table with the clients mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to deliver th- the business objective. Yeah, so you're very transparent about that from the get go. Yeah, yeah. They, really, they really like that. Yeah. They really like that. So, um, and, and, and that then positions you, I think, A, you, I think in that scenario, you've positioned as the expert. Yeah, yeah. We've put a com- comprehensive document together mm-hmm. and explained them to, in, in layman's terms mm-hmm. what we've found. Mm-hmm. Um, and now what we'll be doing is we'll be asking the new digital mm-hmm. people within the business mm-hmm. to do their own audit. Mm-hmm. And then we'll compare ours yeah, against compare theirs. Notes, yeah. That's not to check what, how good they are or mm. how competent mm-hmm. they are, but that's to see if there's any things that we've missed mm-hmm. that they've picked up yeah. and any gems that they've found. And then yeah. so well, that, in the interest of collaboration more than anything else. The interest, yeah, of, yeah and, and the interest of the, the client. overall client and yeah. what they want to achieve. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and I think in that instance, you know, we know we're the, we are the experts. Yeah. But again, that's because you've, you've done it long enough and you've got the, uh, the case studies and the results. I actually don't really like the word expert. And the reason why I don't yeah. like the word expert or calling myself an expert mm-hmm. is particularly in our industry mm-hmm. is because it changes so quickly. And what was relevant a year ago is not Probably relevant, relevant. Or, or becomes less than relevant yeah. now or it becomes even more relevant yeah. or more deeper or more expertise you need yeah. in that area. Yeah, I think it's a lot more because I'm the same. It's it's not so much that I dislike the word, but I don't. It's not something I go out of my way to call myself. I think the term expert. It's good when your clients use it to describe you, as opposed to you using it to describe yourself. And when I think of the word expert, I think of somebody who knows everything and just like doesn't make any mistakes. And that's well, that's near impossible, isn't it? But I think yeah, yeah. I think I think the other thing about an expert is. Mm-hmm or a true mm-hmm. expert in this scenario, or someone that's really competent mm-hmm. at what they're doing, is they know what they're not good at. Yeah. And they'll say, actually, no, we don't want to do that, yeah. because this is what we're really good at. Yeah, like they've failed, or they've, you know, they've, they've, they've had, they've learned from their mistakes, basically. I they've think learned that's from what their mistakes, yeah, or they've, yeah. they've niched. Yeah. And they say, actually, niched. like you would say, yeah. um, you know, if a, if, a, if a person came up to you and said, you know, I've got, this amount of business mm-hmm. to write for you to do some content stuff in the automobile industry. 
Yeah. Would you do it? I would not. I would not because, firstly and most importantly, it wouldn't be great for the client because I don't, I don't feel that I would be the best person to do it. I would recommend them to somebody who's worked in that space before. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you have to think about the client first, don't you? As opposed to, this is a little bit of extra business for me, so I'm just going to do it. Yeah, so, so, in that in, so in that instance, I think an expert would, would know what their, what their capabilities are. What their are, expertise is. What their expertise yeah. is, what their capability is, yeah. and... and, and where they can deliver absolute value yeah. for the client. So basically, don't try and be a master of everything. Yeah. Because it's... It comes back to the title of our blog, yeah. really, which is... Expert of everything, master of none. Yeah. Expert of everything, <laughs> master of none. Yeah. I completely yeah, forgot so it. Did I. I kind of panicked a little when you asked me. I was like, don't remember the title. <laughs> But I think, yeah, focus on a couple of core areas that you're good at, whatever yeah. it is, and then just focus on honing that. Completely. I think we've uh, probably covered off I quite a few have. points there, haven't yeah. we, Neely? This was an, another impromptu um, uh, podcast. Thank you to everyone that's been listening. Hopefully you've gained some knowledge. Um, watch out for the, uh, for the so-called experts on your <laughs> travels. Um, if you need any more advice on your online marketing, particularly if it's around e-commerce, then please come and have a chat with us. We're more than happy to help you through what we call the thinking process and give you lots of really good advice and put you on the right track um if you're looking for any expert advice <laughs> in the hospitality and digital sorry hospitality sector on content creation storytelling all that amazing stuff then uh, please get in touch with neely from neely there please do um so we'll leave it at that neely and shall we, shall we? after we three yeah let's do it after one three. Two, three. We, we just, just want to be, be famous. famous. What a load of bollards.
What a load of bollards.